Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's uh, go tonight in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And uh, I want to take the next few minutes and share some things with you uh, concerning the subject of what the Spirit says. And uh, I, I actually woke up this morning thinking along these lines and meditating along these lines. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, the Apostle Paul makes a statement, 1 Corinthians 14. And of course, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul is talking about uh, praying, speaking in tongues in a church service, addressing the audience. And he's talking about the gift of prophecy, which is, uh, of course, uh, a supernatural, a, a, a utterance in English. And he makes the statement here that when you speak in tongues, of course, you edify yourself, you speak to God, but the hearer in the church service isn't edified. And he's talking about, of course, someone, uh, uh, you know, taking the service and, and, and everyone giving their attention to them and they're just speaking in tongues. Uh, he says that what's better in that instance is that the person prophesies which is obviously, uh, it's a supernatural utterance, but it's in a known tongue. And he says, because then the whole body can be edified. Then he makes this statement in verse 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. And here's the, the, the phrase I want you to pay attention to. And none of them is without, is without signification. All right? He says that there are a lot of voices in the world, and notice none of them are without signification, or none of them are unmeaning, all right? All of them mean something. Now, this is so important because there are no statements or words that we hear that are unmeaning. They all mean something, all right? They all, if uh, you hear them and listen to them, all of them will have an effect on you, right? And so, because that's the case, I have to be very careful what I'm hearing. Have to be really selective about what I'm hearing. All right? And uh, that can go into any any number of things. Uh, You know, what you listen to doesn't necessarily have to be what we would call wrong or even overtly sinful. But if it gets your attention and gets you distracted, then the enemy's accomplished his purpose through it. Amen? Amen? And uh, so because that's the case, we got to be very selective about what we hear. Jesus said, be careful how you hear. All right? Be, be careful how you hear things. Now, we're not going to go through all of these, these verses, uh, but in, uh, let's look at Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2, and I'll read this, this first one, and then I'll give you the, the other references for the sake of time. Revelation 2 and verse 7. Of course, this is uh, the Lord Jesus as he was speaking uh, to the church at Ephesus. And notice what he said in verse 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Notice what the Spirit 
says to the churches. Well, of course, there are seven other times in the book of Revelation in two chapters that Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So seven times in the book of Revelation, in chapter 2 and chapter 3, we hear Jesus saying that if you have an ear, you should be hearing what the Spirit's saying. Right? Well, you could say, well, everybody has ears. Everybody does have ears. Everybody doesn't have spiritual ears. All right, I've got to be hearing with my spiritual man to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And we know that in the context, he's talking about seven literal churches, and we could even say that we've got to have a spiritual ear to hear what God is saying to our church, but there are things God has said to our church, and we've got to hear them. There are things that that the Spirit will say to you, and you've got to be hearing them, right? You've got to pay more attention to what God is saying and what the Spirit is saying than what any other entity or any other medium is saying. Amen? Amen? So seven times to seven different churches, Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. So Jesus says that what you need to be hearing then is what the Spirit's saying. What I need to be hearing is what the Spirit is saying. Uh, Some months ago, a couple months ago, I received a text from an individual, and they had sent me some information about different stuff. And uh, uh, if you know me well at all, I don't do social media. I don't I don't have uh, D-Facebook or SpewTube or any of it. I just, you know, I, I don't have social media at all. I, I, I just, I, I email and text some. I mean, that's what, that's what I do. And, uh, uh, but here's the point. They had sent me some information, and, and you know, it involved some, some different things, almost like a conspiracy theory. And uh, they, uh, they uh, had, had sent it to me, and it was outlining some different things. And uh, I just responded with this. I said, well, here's what the man of God said. And I texted him back what the Lord had said through uh, Brother Copeland. And uh, that was just my response. I don't have time to be hearing anything that's contrary to what the Spirit is saying. To just be informed. I've had people say, "Well, well, don't you just want to be informed? I am informed. I've been informed of what the Spirit's saying. Amen. Amen. Do, do you see that? And, and, and I'm not telling you that there's anything wrong with watching the news or reading the paper or whatever. I guess I still read the paper or however you do it. But the point is there's, there's nothing overtly wrong with that. But you've got to be cautious that these are not the ears you're hearing with. Amen. And that you're hearing with the ear of the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. In Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, and the reason this is so important is we'll get into some of it in just a few moments, where the Apostle Paul, he made the statement, he said, in the last days the Spirit will be speaking expressly, or the Spirit will be speaking specifically about things, all right? There, listen, Pastor Michelle, I believe she taught on this Sunday night. 
There, there were people that Jesus, over the three and a half years of his ministry, that walked, that were part of his inner circle, that he told them time and time again, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to be buried, and the third day I'm going to rise again. Right? And on the third day, when Mary Magdalene come back and told them he is risen, they didn't believe her. And Jesus himself had personally told them. Amen. I I read it today in the book of John. John and Peter went to the tomb. And it said that, that, you know, Peter ran right in and John waited and then he went in. And it said they looked around in disbelief because they did not yet know the scripture that said he would raise from the dead. But Jesus had told them. Jesus had told them, I'm going to raise from the dead. It's possible to hear something and not hear it. Right? I, I, I tell your neighbor, say, I want to hear with my spirit. This is so important. In Mark chapter 4, verse 9, now Jesus, to put this in its perfect context, he had just told the parable of the sower to the multitude. All right, if you read verse 1, it says, There was a gathered unto him a great multitude, and he spoke this parable of the sower. And then notice verse 9. He said unto them, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, again, I don't want to just be uh, uh, repetitive, but everybody in that crowd had ears. Right? Then again, in verse 23, the disciples, remember, they asked him to expound on it more. He said in verse 23, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus makes this statement after talking to the multitude. And then after expounding more deeply to the disciples, he's saying, if you have spiritual ears, (coughs) hear this. Right? If you have spiritual ears, you need to be hearing. There were people who heard this who didn't understand because they closed their ears. Amen. How do I know that? Because Jesus wasn't trying to get people to not understand. That's why he said it in parables, so they could understand it. But there were people that didn't hear it because they weren't hearing what the Spirit was saying. Remember Peter in in, uh, Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus was talking uh, uh, to the disciples and he said, who do men say that I am? And notice how many of the disciples answered in the flesh. Elijah, John the Baptist, or some other prophet, right? And Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Well, we know Peter didn't hear an audible voice. He heard with his spiritual ears. The single greatest revelation the world had ever known till that time. That the man standing there in front of them was the Son of God. Right? So Jesus wasn't trying to get people to misunderstand. He said that to people over and over again. I'm I'm the Son of God. He told them at his trial, they said, are you the Son of God? And he said, well, you say that I am. 
Right? And, and remember, they, then they slapped him? And, and right? And Jesus said, okay. He said, you're going to see me soon coming in the clouds of glory. But they still didn't believe it. Now, now, the reason this is so important is the times and the seasons that we're living in. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, just the current season. The times and the seasons that we're living in, if we really believe we're living in the last of the last days, it is imperative that we're hearing what the Spirit's saying. It's imperative that we're hearing what the Spirit's saying. And something the Spirit is saying over and over again through many different witnesses is we're on the door. Jesus is coming. It's imminent. It's imminent. Jesus is going to return. The rapture of the church could happen any day. Any day. Amen. And I know for, for many of us, we've heard that a lot. We've heard that many years. But I'm telling you, never before in the history of our nation, in the history of the world, have the events and the things been lining up the way they're lining up like they are right now. Amen. It is imminent. The rapture of the church could happen any day. Jesus is soon to return. So I've got to be hearing more and more what the Spirit is saying. Because my decisions have to be on target about everything I'm doing. Because I don't have time to waste. Amen? None of us do. Hallelujah. So then now, in verse 24 of Mark 4, it says, Jesus said, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it will be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that has not from him shall be taken even that which he has. The Amplified Bible says, He said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. Now, I call this, these things Jesus-isms. Because notice what he says. Be careful what you're hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. So over and over again, he's saying it's so important, not only how you're hearing, but what you're hearing. Now, this is true concerning anything we hear. The more you give your thoughts and attention to what the Spirit is saying, the less you'll be affected by what the world's saying. But I've got to be cognizant to give my thoughts and attention to what the Spirit is saying, to what the world is saying. Amen. That's important. Because, because that, that's going to be our choice. Remember we said in the very beginning, Paul said there's no voice that's without significance. In other words, there's no voice that doesn't have an impact. None of them are unmeaning. None of them. Amen. What, whatever you hear, Charles Capps taught for years, words transmit images. And he would use the analogy of, of you know, if I just said dog. Right? You may not see too much, but if I said big black dog with a white spot on his chest, right? Well, now that word is transmitting an image. Amen. And Jesus said that what you give your attention to determines what's coming back to you in a greater measure. Right? And so, and so there are people 
that are totally going the way of the world, if you will, because that's what they're hearing. That's all they're giving their attention to. Amen. And, and, and I don't just mean, I don't just mean in the, uh, with the situations we've had in the world. We're, we're beyond that, you know. But there are people that have spent months now feeding their flesh and not listening to what the Spirit is saying. And they're weaker now than they were in the beginning. Because if, if, if you're going to be cognizant of what the Spirit's saying, you've got to be constantly training your spiritual ear to be hearing what the Spirit is saying. You're listening and you're responding. And you're listening and you're responding. Amen. Jesus said that the more you give your thoughts and attention to what the Word is saying or the Spirit's saying, Notice, he said, that's the measure that it will come back to you. So ultimately, how much I hear from the Spirit and how much I get out of the Word is up to me. Amen. Amen. Because, because there are people that are good Christian people and good saved people, but they're not hearing what the Spirit's saying. And here's why they're not listening. Remember in Revelation, seven times he said, if you have an ear, you need to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Amen. Amen. Understand this. No one is neutral. Here's what I mean. You're, everybody's listening to some voice. Amen. Right? There, there is no neutrality. Hallelujah. You know, neutral, you're not going forward or backwards. You're not making any progress and you're not, getting, you're not losing ground. Right? You're just neutral. Well, nobody's neutral. Everybody in here and everybody you know believes something because they're hearing something. So your belief system then is largely determined by what you're hearing. Those of us in this room watching online... We believe we're going to see a victory because that's what we're hearing, right? In, in, in every area, whatever you're believing for. If you're believing for your family in here, you believe you're going to see them saved. You're going to see them living for God. You're going to see them on fire for Jesus, right? Because that's what you're hearing. Amen. That, 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 now, there are other people that are believing just the opposite because they're hearing the wrong thing. The Holy Spirit will give you not only what to say, but He'll tell you what you should be hearing, what you should be listening to. Amen. So no one is neutral. You're listening to some voice. And what you're listening to, hear me, is affecting you. Whatever it may be. If you're hearing what the Spirit's saying, it's affecting you. If you're hearing something that the Spirit's not saying, it's affecting you. Amen. Why? Because we are designed to be affected by words. We're designed to be affected by the spoken word. Amen. And I, and I was talking to somebody not too long ago, and, and they were telling me, they, they were coming up with some really crazy ideas, and they kept using this phrase, you know, I've been thinking, and I've been meditating on this. I can tell. You're not, and you're not thinking right. It's, 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 it's evident what they were thinking on. And it wasn't what the Spirit was saying. 
Amen. You know, I've had people over the years ask me why I don't get involved in more things and more of these debates. That's not what I'm called to do. I don't think any preacher is. We're called to preach the Word, to preach the Gospel, to tell the church what the Lord is saying. Amen. Well, what do you think about this? Well, I think, you know, is the earth round or is it flat? You know, Jesus never addressed that, so I don't feel the need to. The Apostle Paul never addressed that, so I don't feel the need to. That's not what the Spirit's saying. That do, you, do you realize that doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. If I get to, to heaven and the Lord tells me, you know, all those years the earth was flat. Wow, great. But it doesn't matter, does it? I'm here. Right? The, the point is, is that you're hearing what the Spirit's saying. And you got to go across the board with that. You can't get involved with politics just because that's how mama and them always voted or granddaddy and them. You, you got to get involved with what the Spirit is saying and what the Spirit is speaking to you because, and, and, and to the church because if you, if you don't, you'll find yourself in a mess. Amen? 1 Timothy 4. You know, that's why Paul wrote Timothy, and he said, don't get involved with, with vain arguments about oppositions of, of science falsely so-called. He said, don't get, even get involved in that. Amen. Because he said, he said it'll, never, it'll never do any good. Right? He said, the man of God must not strive, but be gentle. Right? That's so important. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now here's what I want you to focus on. The Spirit speaks expressly. One translation says God's, God's Spirit specifically tells us. Another says the Spirit has explicitly said. So notice that Paul said the Spirit will speak specifically or explicitly. No guesswork. Specifically. Explicitly. And in this context, he's talking about uh, the false teachers and and things in the last days. He said the Spirit speaks expressly. That's going to happen. Right? So that shouldn't surprise us. Because he said that's going to happen. And he's very clear about it. But notice there's no guesswork here. The Spirit speaks specifically. So if I'm hearing what the Spirit is saying, he's going to be explicit in what he's saying. Specific in what he's saying. Right? Amen. When when the, the Holy Spirit said to us that May was the fifth month, and it was a month that he was going to show his grace to a people that had largely forgotten him. Do you know he did? He did, and he still is. He still is. There, there, there's things they're trying to figure out why they didn't happen and how some other things did happen. God, that's how it happened. But notice, the Spirit had specifically said that to us. Explicitly said it. Amen. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit will deal with you specific to you. Amen. There are no riddles with the Holy Spirit. He's not trying to make you work to understand. 
Amen. Amen. Notice, let me show you in Acts chapter 9. Are you receiving tonight? Hallelujah. Acts 9 and verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight. Inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays and has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Notice this. Ananias heard specifics. He heard the street Paul was on, whose house he was in, and what he was doing. Isn't that right? That's specific. There wasn't even GPS then. Right? But notice, he said he's on the street called Straight, in the house of Judas, and he's praying. That's specific. Amen. And Ananias, it doesn't say he was an apostle. It doesn't say he was a prophet, just a disciple. But listen, who had ears to hear? Who had ears to hear? And, and from what we read in the Scripture, he was greatly helpful in getting Saul filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But notice, the Holy Spirit didn't give him vague instructions. I've got to hear. If I'm hearing, he'll tell me exactly what to do. I, I share this with you. When uh, uh, the Lord was dealing with me to go into full-time ministry many, many, many years ago now, and uh, uh, I was working uh, in the corporate world, and uh, he made the statement to me, this is exactly what he said. He said, February 22nd, 1999 will be the last day on your job. Give your notice. Now notice, he, he didn't give me a vague instruction. Well, you know, you're not going to be on your job very much longer. So, no, nope, he told me exactly when and exactly what. Amen. Amen. When, and, and this was the, when, when, when I went, uh, the church in DeSoto, when I went there the first time and I had to, to deal with the board out there, I'm on my way out and the Lord spoke to me and he said, uh, at the end of this meeting, they're going to ask you why they should make you the pastor of this church. And he said, when they do, you tell them that if they make you the pastor, they will be in the will of God. If they don't, they won't. That's what he told me. Amen. And many of you know Marie Price, Marie and Larry Price, a pastor in Clarksville. They've been here on numerous occasions. She was on the board at the church at that time. And uh, at the end of the meeting, she looked at me and she said, well, I have one more question. I said, what is that? She said, why should we make you the pastor of this church? And I said, because if you do, you'll be in the will of God. And if you don't, you won't. (laughs) See, I had heard that. Well, see, what I didn't know were there were people that were praying for a man of God, a pastor that wouldn't beat around the bush, that would hear from God and say what God was saying. And see, God was answering their prayer by giving me specific instructions. Amen. 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 So it's, it, it'll be, it, can be, it, it will be specific. One time there was a gentleman that uh, uh, I heard, heard, heard him tell this story. He said uh, he uh, had always told the Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he said uh, he walked by this store one day, a convenience store. 
And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, I want you to go into that store and go into the corner across from the counter and stand on your head. He said, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm going to do it. So he went in and stood on his head. When he did, the person ran from around the counter, got on their knees and said, my God, I need Jesus. Pray with me to receive him. And he, of course, he straightened himself up and he goes, I, I don't understand. Led him to the Lord, said, I don't understand. And they said, because somebody was telling me how much Jesus loved me. And he said, I'll tell you what, I will receive Jesus when somebody comes in that door and stands on their head in that corner. Amen. That, that tells us the mercy of God, right? And the specifics of God. God will speak specifically to a person who's wanting to hear specifics. If, if you want to live a vague life, the Holy Spirit will let you live a vague life because He's a gentleman. He's not going to make you listen. He's, he's not going to make you hear Him. Amen. Hallelujah. So notice, He heard what street He was on, whose house He was in, and what He was doing. Now, in Acts chapter 10, verse 5, and this, of course, is after Cornelius the angel had come to him. And notice it says, Now send men to Joppa, call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He will tell you what you should do. Then in verse 19, While Peter thought on the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. Arise, therefore, get down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now notice, Cornelius was told who to send for, whose house Peter was in, and where it was. And there are people that say, well, but, but that was an angel. Yeah, but it was still specific, and he still had to believe it and hear it. Amen. And then Peter was told the exact number of men that were looking for him and not to be afraid because they were sent by the Lord. Specifics. you got to hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should listen to the specifics of the Spirit. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. It, it can be something, as Isaiah said in the book of Isaiah chapter 10, he said that when, when you need to hear from God, you'll hear a voice behind you telling you, this is the way, walk ye in it, turn not to the right hand or to the left. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It'll be that specific. In uh, John chapter 16, folks, this may be simple, but I'm telling you that the, over my years of pastoring, I've been pastoring going on full-time, full-time pastoring, 23 years, and this is one of the biggest things that I run into with people is making decisions without hearing from the Spirit. You cannot afford to do it. You can't. You've got to hear what the Spirit is saying. And it says He will express. No one is deceived hearing from the Spirit. If you don't hear from the Spirit, you're always at the risk of being deceived. It's practicing His presence. It's practicing hearing from Him. Amen. Uh, let me tell you this one story, and then, then we'll get out of here, about five minutes. Brother Hagen talked about 
a guy that was teaching, and he was teaching some false doctrine, and he said, uh, he said uh, that uh, uh, a very uh, mature Bible teacher had taken his Bible class there and, and, and set him under that wrong teaching for a number of weeks. And he said, finally, uh, the guy said, well, you know, I just can't agree with that. And, and, but he had let his class stay there for like two weeks, three weeks. And when he did try to pull him out, a lot of those people that were in his class said, no, we're, we're not, we're, we're staying, even though it was false doctrine. Well, there was a lady that had been in that group, and she had only been saved uh, about a month. And she went to the first class, and she said, now nah, something's not right. And she just never went back and had only been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost about a month. But here's a Bible teacher, very well-respected Bible teacher, set up under it for three weeks. Well, was the Holy Spirit trying to tell him as well as her? Yes. One heard and one didn't. Amen. And, and, and you can hear specifically. And then the, you just have to follow the direction. Amen. John 16 and verse 13. Notice Jesus says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come... He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself. Whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. I could teach on this verse for an hour, but he calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. So then whatever the Holy Spirit says to you is truth. Right? And notice, he not only speaks to us, he will guide you into all truth. So he not only speaks truth, he'll guide you into things that are true. Hallelujah. Why? He will not speak of himself. The Holy Spirit never glorifies the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. The Holy Spirit moves and sets the stage for Jesus to be manifest in people's lives. That's why the scripture says no man can come to the Father except the Spirit drawing. Because he's drawing people to Jesus. But he's guiding them into all truth. How do we know this? Because notice, he will not speak of himself. Whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Well, who's he hearing it from? The Father. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, you're hearing what the Father's saying. That the Holy Spirit is your direct link up with God. Amen. Amen. Because he's the entity that's in the earth. Jesus is not in the earth other than through his church. The Father is not in the earth, but the Holy Spirit is in the earth. And he is the communication center for the believer. And that's why every believer is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. We've all been filled with the Holy Ghost. When you got born again, the Holy Spirit took up residence in you. When you were filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you received that endowment of power. But any born-again person can hear directly in their spirit from God because they have the communication department of heaven within them. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I've just got to expressly, specifically, explicitly hear Him. Amen? Glory to God. The Phillips translation says he'll guide you into everything that is true. The RSV says he will guide you into all the truth. So that's what we, what we hear a lot today is, I was reading in John the other day, one of the, most, the saddest statements in the Bible to me is this, 
is when Jesus was talking to uh, Pilate about truth. And Pilate looked at him and said, what is truth? That'd be a sad place to be in. Right? To not know what truth is. Right? Well, he will guide you into all truth. Whatever's true, he'll guide you into it. So what you hear a lot of people saying, well, I don't know what to believe today. I don't know what to believe, and I don't know this, and there's so many lies going on, and, and the government this, and, and this group this, and that group this, and, and this one over here, and what do I, I don't know what to believe. You, we need a download from the Holy Spirit because he will guide us into all truth. Amen? That, that's how we know what is true. You can't know what is true without the spirit of truth because that's how you discern error is that you have the spirit of truth. If you're listening to something, seeing something, watching something, and right here something just goes, mm -mm, you'll listen to that because you're getting a specific download from the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's so important because when you override that, He backs off. And he might talk to you again, but it won't be as strong. And then if you override it, he might talk to you again, but it won't be as strong. That's how people, what we call, very often we mislabel it, blaspheming or losing their salvation. You know, no one can really lose their salvation. They'd walk away from it. They walk away from it. And the Holy Spirit eventually just quits dealing with them because they put a calloused heart and a calloused heart and a calloused heart and a calloused heart. Now, there are people that, that don't necessarily believe that, but yet it's in the Scripture. All right? Because, because eventually, eventually the Holy Spirit will just quit dealing because they're not listening. You want an attentive ear. You, the Bible says that God wants people that can be guided by His eye. All He's got to do is look. You know, if, if you grew up with a mother that was a disciplinarian, you know what it is to be guided by an eye. I would be goofing off in church sometimes and my mother would look at me and what that look, nobody else heard it, but those eyes said, when you get home, you're getting a whooping. That's exactly what I heard because I could see it. Right? Amen. And there was that sit down and be quiet look. I, I could be guided with her eye. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. Look at 1 John 4. We'll be done here with this, I think. And it says, 1 John 4, 6, We are of God. Aren't you glad? Amen. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So notice he says there's a spirit of truth that Jesus said was the Holy Spirit and a spirit of error. To give our attention to another voice is to entertain the spirit of error. There are things you should not listen to because you're entertaining the spirit of error. Amen. And, that, and that's not, not just in uh, doctrinal theological areas, but primarily. You have to be selective because to entertain another voice is to entertain the spirit of error. 
And Paul said that that's one of the biggest things that we'll see in the last days is that people will be drawn off into error because they're not listening to what the Holy Spirit's saying. Amen. I, re I realize that obviously no one has all the truth. I, I understand that. But the truth that a person does possess, if they'll keep listening to the Holy Spirit, he'll expound on that Amen. and he'll build that. And I'm so glad that early on in my life, I was taught to listen to the Holy Spirit, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's saying. And so when the Lord woke me up this morning and he said that, he quoted uh, 2 Timothy 4.1, in the last days the Spirit speaks expressly. And he said, he said to me, he said, it's so important that uh, what we're hearing is what the Spirit's saying. And I'll close with this tonight because I'm not just talking about the news and, and, and whatever news outlet you may listen to or, or pay attention to, but there's so much, I want to say this correctly, there's so much that the world is saying that on the outside it can sound almost okay but when you listen to what the spirit's saying it changes the whole dynamic amen the blessings of God the victory of God are flowing in our lives because we're listening to what the spirit's saying you're paying attention to what the spirit's saying and over and over in Scripture, we see that the blessings rest on those people that are willing to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's been saying to us, the harvest is coming. Many souls are on the way. The babies are going to line up outside the door. He said we've got to be, be ready to help people rebuild their lives. I got signs coming that we're going to put up, talking about how Jesus is Lord over Little Rock, asking people, do you need help rebuilding your life? Why? Because that's what God said is on the way. That's what the Spirit said. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Well, stand up, everybody. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.